Welcome to The Digital Week, I'm Monica Bradley, and today joining me to discuss digital human rights is Professor Marek Kowalkowicz. Welcome, Monica. And the person that stimulated this conversation with an awesome quote from Mark Zuckerberg, Associate Professor of Law at QUT, Professor, Associate Professor Nick Souza. Welcome, Nick. Thanks for having me. So why don't you share with our audience this awesome quote that really stimulated a very ferocious discussion about digital human rights and what are they and why are they important uh, that you shared with us recently over lunch. Back in 2009, when people were quite upset about changes to Facebook's privacy settings, Mark Zuckerberg came out in response and said, our terms of service are the governing documents that we'll all live by. And you can imagine what we said. It's so, like, the, you know, again, Zuckerberg ruling the world. Marek, what are your thoughts? And, and suddenly UN invites Mark Zuckerberg to all their sessions now, right? So Facebook is like a country. And, and, and in a way, they are, I mean, you know, they are providing a, a legislative framework in a particular subset of our lives. Would you call it legislative? I mean, really, because at the bones of it, what is really driving Facebook? Well, I think that's the issue, that it's not a legislative framework in that we know how to regulate power, how to make, make sure that the decisions that are made that affect our lives, if they're made in a legislature by governments, we know how to do that. Which determines, which kind of implies that there's a public good at the essence of that. All right, you know, so the essence of Facebook is certainly making money. So right? this is quasi-legislative. You know, the point here you is... You might have the power to influence, but whether right. it's the power to make choices about how my data should be used. Yeah. What do you think, Nick? I think these are important choices that are made over our lives, and they're all choices that we as citizens should have a say and be clear about what is happening, about the, how our data is being used, how we communicate online, what sort of restrictions apply when we're talking to others and participating in these mm. social environments. So, so we, the people, do we need a Magna Carta for digital life? This is the mm. idea of Sir Tim Berners-Lee, the inventor of the World Wide Web, who said we do need a Magna Carta. We need a new way of thinking about mm. how we regulate power, how we protect human rights mm. online. Mm. And part of that is requiring maybe new laws, but also making sure that the platforms are responsible to the people. And that means paying for things. Mm -hmm. Because at the moment, if you're not the customer of a platform, you're the product. Hmm. Now, how much do you know about uh, the, 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 the terms and conditions of Facebook? How much does an average user of Facebook know about the terms and conditions, what they accept? Well, I have to say, I'm, I'm not an average user. I'm a, uh -huh. <laughs> I'm a oh, more professor looking into in terms of service. But the fact is, we know that nobody ever reads all of these terms of service. That's right. That would be me. Whereas you do. And me. But you, told, you shared this awesome site, which I have never heard of. Tostara? Tostara? T-O-S-D-R. Terms right. of Service Didn't Read, it stands for. And it's a project that tries to summarize the key points of a Terms of Service document. So they do the hard work of reading those really long contracts so that you don't have to. And they're trying to educate citizens about what rights they're giving away when they sign up to a platform. So it's a bit like uh, going to a store and deciding between you know different dishwashers, and you have a sticker on every dishwasher, which tells you how much water it uses, how much electricity it uses, and so on. So TOSDR is almost an equivalent of a sticker like that that you could you know, slap on a platform. Is that right? I think that's such a great analogy. And mm -hmm. it's a way to empower users to understand what they're signing up for, which mm -hmm. at the moment they just don't. Mm -hmm. And it seems it's another, it builds on the theme that we talked uh, in our last digital news about could there be a trust platform? And, and these TOSDRs, in a way, are kind of building either transparency or trust, which are the very things 
things we don't see as your average user like I do, where I go, oh, a freemium tool, oh, it's free, I'll just free, I'll download it. And I haven't really thought about the fact the value proposition is not the transaction, it's the data I put into the freemium tool that is then really becoming the real value mm, for that mm, company. Mm. Now, now the, the digital world and the you know, terms of service are very binary as in you either accept or not, mm. right? So, you know, I go on a platform and I have to agree that they're going to share my personal photos with advertisers. If I don't, then hey, guess what? I cannot access the platform, right? I would love to have a slider under, under terms of service, be able to say, you know what? I don't like this part, so I want a slightly more flexible terms of service. I'm happy to pay a bit more if it's a paid platform or maybe give up something else, right? So it's a bit like your health insurance. That's where right. you go through and say, you know, do you want pregnancy cover? Here are do your you four want dental? That's right. Do you want physio? Yeah. And so what you're saying is has the but that would require in order for it to work well, and I guess maybe this is your area of expertise, Nick, it would require what are those ten elements? You know, if we're gonna have governance, you know, the in Australia we have the ASX governance code of conduct, in London and New York we have similar. What would be those ten items that people should disclose they're going to do with our data if they were going to be? I think we one of the one of the core ones is exactly that. What do they do with the data? Who do they sell it on to? What sort of restrictions do they have? And these are you know core information privacy rights. But then there's also another set of rights about uh, how, what do they how do they treat our content? Who makes decisions about what sort of things you can post? About um, who you can reach and who you can talk to? Who makes or how do algorithms make decisions about the content that we see? The who gets to make the choices about what percolates to the top of the of your news wall for example. Mm. You had a really good example there about which I was totally unaware of and I use YouTube a lot about YouTube and how um, some of the issues with YouTube monetization. So one of the one of the issues that professional creators, this new breed of YouTube stars are, are starting to face is that they're not in control of the rules about what sort of videos can stay up and what sort of videos can be monetized. So mm. we've seen Google for example come under a lot of criticism recently when they've either removed a a video completely from a professional creator and that really cuts into their livelihood mm. or demonetized it or shifted the way that advertising revenue is granted away from the creator and towards some third party based on a copyright claim that may or may not ultimately be true. Mm. And so uh, let's just unpack that a little tiny bit different because if, it, mm. if it's one of our corporates that's listening or a, or a maker that's in our spaces, it's really important to hear. So what act, So what is the process then if I've had my, my clip taken down or the revenue I thought was owed to me is now diverted somewhere else? What are my rights? So um, this is the big challenge that we have. If this happens when in the real world, in the physical world, you can go to court, you can mm. uh, you can challenge these types of decisions. Because these decisions are made under the terms of service documents that nobody reads, mm. they're made by really opaque uh, decision makers within these platforms, we have no idea how these decisions are made or even how to appeal them. Wow. Mm. So I think what I'm hearing from you is there's a couple of things. One is that we probably need wonderful more work in your area where we define maybe the 10 things, areas where rights are important and, and here's the give it away for everything, I don't care and you should pay for it. And there's the scale of those rights that people should parameterize through. I think there's a rating scale that was a really good idea for you and, and people have different preferences. So I don't mind 
mind that my photos are used because I, I like the publicity on it, so I'm, mm. I'm willing for freeness, whereas someone else that professionally wants to sell those images might pull back. Right. Uh, and you've talked about you know some of the principles that have driven the internet, like net neutrality. That's right. So so I think net neutrality, I was, uh, I was thinking about it uh, the moment you mentioned uh, that YouTube, the video sharing example, where you know there's, there's been a lot of noise around the concept of net, net neutrality. So net neutrality is basically an approach where it doesn't really matter whether you're a big business or a small individual, the bits that are flowing through the network are the same, right? So, so you know, no bits are more important than the others. Uh, and this is on this low, very technical level of the network, right? Making sure that, that, it's, that, it's, that it's all done properly. But what I'm hearing right now is that when we go one level up to this, what I would call application level, mm. This is where that neutrality is gone, right? Because this is where players, whether it's big companies, whether it's smaller companies, decide who gets to win, who does not. And the rules are not that clear. I guess that's the problem. So for me, the good thing about net neutrality was mm. the education, a lot of discussion around it. I don't think there's enough discussion happening about privacy laws, about our, you know, our rights in that, in that really space. Because really go from neutrality to commerciality. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and really the principles that roll the next layer are either venture capitals wanting return on their money or someone wanting traction or someone yeah. you know, wanting to generate a certain amount of either revenue that then uh, keeps their business model afloat. Right. It's really interesting. So uh, let's. We had some really interesting suggestions about how we might rally together. So one person versus a very large company. Very, you know, we would struggle. Mm. But we talked about, you know, what would, could we do a day of action and what would mm. it look like? Like, what would you have any suggestions? If, if users got annoyed, right? But they need to get annoyed about something, right? So that's the education part. The interesting part about uh, platforms is that. Network effects work both ways. So uh, the platforms, the bigger they are, the the stronger they can grow. But also when they start shrinking, it really exponentially increases that speed of, of shrinking. So so a lot of platforms are very scared of even you know a thousand users starting a movement or a hundred users starting a movement because that one hundred could quickly turn into 10,000. So we had a case of that with Facebook a few years ago as well, right? Yeah, so every now and again, when uh, when a company changes its terms of service, for example, and it hits the news, and enough people complain about it, that's when a, a backlash starts. And, mm. and you do see platforms pulling back on the sorts of changes, but mm. it really only works sometimes. Well, could we know. gag Google? Could we have a gagging Google day, <laughs> right? Until Google gives us some, some rose. Okay, so, you know, I guess we always like to wrap up with really so what, what's the implications? What are some of the new jobs or the new hires that some of our corporate clients might need to think about to actually really be across this space? New digital lawyers, is there, yeah. I like the well, idea. you would be one, right? You're uh -huh. Well, yes, I'm an academic, but uh, we, we train a lot of lawyers in this space and one of the roles for them is increasingly doing human rights assessment work within technology firms so that app developers wow. who are creating new uh, new apps bake privacy settings in right from the start. Mm. So how might they be discriminatory or might, how might they not be inclusive? Is, is that the kind of stuff? How might they Absolutely. Be so Airbnb is a great example of this where it's coming under a lot of fire at the moment for the way in which um, it, it 
the system discriminates against people of colour, that mm. people have a lot of trouble booking places and they earn a lot less uh, than white people using the same platform. Mm. This is an opportunity for people within those organisations to think about how their technology is being deployed and try to address those concerns right from the start. Exciting job of the future, but could you automate it? I'm not sure whether you can automate it. In the interest of my students, I'm going to say no. Someone always has to design the automation, right? That's so right. if you're not the automator and the executor, you could be the And we need to know what to automate. So we still need to learn from humans on this well, one. Well, and I'm thinking my, right. the new job would be the data detective, right? Mm. So the data detective that you can hire, like the private detective you hire today, to hunt down who's doing what with my data and where might it be and, and how might we be able to perhaps monetize the fact that people maybe have not conducted it, their terms and conditions as I It's a new mentioned. inspector guy. Yeah. <laughs> so lots more going on. You can follow uh, Nick's, our associate professor, Nick uh, Suzor, here at QUT. He's the associate professor specialising in the digital economy and digital rights. So or, interesting work there. Also, come and follow us now at the Digital Economy. Wonderful week on um, digital rights. I really enjoyed it, Mary. Thanks, Monica. Huh? Thanks See you next time. Thank you.